1: I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Please tune in next week for Kevin's interview on nutrition. Now today, our esteemed guest is Dr. Joel Furman. He's a medical doctor, and he's an internationally recognized expert on nutrition and natural healing, and a New York Times bestselling author. So, our subject today is his most current best selling book, Fast Food Genocide How Processed Food is Killing Us and What We Can Do About It. I want to tell you a little bit more about Dr. Furman. For over 25 years, he has shown that it's possible to achieve. Sustainable weight loss and reverse heart disease, diabetes, and many other illnesses using smart nutrition. In his medical practice and through his books and television specials, he continues to bring this life-saving message to hundreds of thousands of people around the world. Welcome to the show, Dr. Joel Fuhrman.
2: Thank you such a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, this is such a good subject, and I do just love the title of your book. I think it's catchy, and it tells people what's going to be inside, but let's get started on the book. Uh, Tell us how you decided to write it, and let's talk about what the message is.
2: Well, I've written 12 books, and, you know, I've been very fortunate to have affected, you know, hundreds of thousands of people and turned around their health and have actually six New York Times best-selling books. But when I'm doing research for other books, you have a lot of research that doesn't fit that book that you're saying, oh, I have to put this in the future and speak about this because it's so critical. And the cumulative information. Of a, there's a lot of information here that has to be known by people. I mean, I think more and more people today are recognizing that dietary folly and unhealthy foods like junk food and fried foods and barbecue and you know and processed foods are linked to cancer, linked to heart attacks and dementia. I think that people are starting to recognize that they're in their con- they're in control of their health destiny, and we don't have to have heart attacks, strokes, and nutritional excellence has powerful ability to enable slow aging and extend human lifespan. And we can talk about that. But there's a, lot, there's a different subject here that we're talking about with fast food genocide. Because what people don't recognize is the fact that today, one in five Americans are mentally ill. A hundred years ago, it was one in a hundred Americans were mentally ill. And the growing link between mental illness and processed foods, junk food, candy, donuts, and fast food is strong today. And the link between we can talk about how fast foods destroy the brain. And I think that there's a disconnect because people recognize, no, we become obese, we become diabetic. Yeah, this junk food, this fast food is destroying our body, but they don't see how it's destroying their brain. They don't study the link between. To, um, major depression and commercial baked goods and fast food and then those people that are not depressed from fast food are still affected negatively it's called a dysthymic syndrome where people have an overall unhappiness, feeling of their mood is always down, they have no excitement about life, no creativity, and then the addictive nature of fast food setting off signals in the brain just like dopamine, just like the dopamine signal you get from opiates and shooting up with heroin and snorting cocaine this is dangerous it leads to uh, um, you know people unable to control their behaviors and unable to control their eating behaviors so what I'm saying here the brain is under attack the our genes are under attack we're destroying our genes for future generations with these foods it's damaging our genes so not only are future generations now uh, from parents living on fast food is going to be lowered intelligence and more predisposed disease, but we're also seeing explosion in autism, allergies, Childhood cancer, especially acute blastocytic leukemia, from the parents eating this food, and brain tumors, which are now linked to you know processed meats and the lack of vegetables and the parents' dieting before they conceive the baby. So there's so much we could talk about here, and so much data why the name "fast food genocide" is appropriate for what's happening. Let alone what we, the fact that vulnerable communities called food deserts, where the dif, where the difficulties are magnified and People's lives are being destroyed by fast food. So, we got to talk about all these things.
1: Well, you certainly have given us an overview of what we're going to talk about. And I'd like to run down the names of your New York Times bestsellers just uh, for our listeners Eat to Live, Super Immunity, The End of Diabetes, The Eat to Live Cookbook, The End of Dieting, and I believe.
2: The end of heart disease.
1: The end of heart disease. So right. uh, fast food genocide is uh, something that you've you've thought about for a long time and that you're putting forward. I'm fascinated by some of the concepts, and I'd like you to talk about nutrit- nutritarian diet. I really like that name, too.
2: Right. And and the word nutritarian, obviously, by the name, you can tell by the sound of the name. It means a diet rich in nutrients because, you know, processed foods, Don't have a significant micronutrient load. The vitamins and minerals are lost in the processing, and there's no phytochemicals or antioxidants. Those phytonutrients that protect against cancer and protect the brain against dementia are not in processed foods. And then Americans eat another, that's more than half of the American diet today, those processed foods that have no nutrients in them. And then the Americans eat another third of their calories, can take from animal products like meat and chicken and fish, which are rich in calories but don't have. Um, phytochemicals are antioxidants. So we're eating a piddling amount of vegetation, and we know that all long-lived societies, all the blue zones, all the centenarian populations are populations that eat 90% of calories from plants, from natural plants, not not 5% from natural plants. They eat 90% from natural plants to protect them. We're designed as a plant predominant species. Without those foods, we can't possibly be healthy. We're, just, we're literally, you know, digging our graves with knives and forks. But the word nutritarian is based on some basic principles of human longevity. And the primary principle, I should say the most proven methodology to slow aging and extend human life, and also disease is this, and I can, I'm saying it slowly so people can write it down, it's moderate caloric restriction in an environment Of micronutrient excellence. Micronutrients mean vitamins, minerals, antioxidants and phytochemicals. They're those food elements that do not contain calories. So what I'm saying right now is the more calories you eat throughout your life, the more food you eat throughout your life, the shorter your life. And your lifespan is related to being, eating somewhat less calories. But when you eat foods that have no nutrients in them, empty calorie foods, bread, pasta, white rice, salad oil, mayonnaise, donuts, cookies, crackers, rice cakes, breakfast, chips, candy, and soft drinks, we eat the things that Americans are really, this junk food that Americans are putting in their body with no micronutrients, you're shortening your lifespan with almost every bite. Whereas when you eat high-nutrient, lower-calorie foods, and I, and I made an acronym that stand, that's G-BOMBS, G-B-O-M-B-S, G-BOMBS. And it stands for greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. And here's what that acronym is for. It's the foods that have the most proven ability to fight cancer and to slow aging. And these foods also have anti-weight storage effect, anti-fat storage effect. They're anti-angiogenic, which means the word angiogenesis means the promotion of new blood vessels to fuel fat growth on the body. And angiogenesis promoting foods and hormones also promote cancer cells to replicate But when you eat greens and beans and onions and mushrooms and berries, they say, no way, Jose. They are anti-angiogenic. They have anti-fat storage effects. They have anti-diabetic effects. They have anti-cellular replication effects. They have anti-cancerous effects. They they have even the mushrooms, for example, have aromatase-inhibiting effects, which block estrogen stimulation of breast tissue. And estrogen stimulation could increase risk of breast and prostate cancer. So what I'm saying is these foods have multiple mechanisms via which they protect against cancer. But Americans and, and the studies are absolutely remarkable. Like even studies on women who already have breast cancer. Like there was a study done where they tracked women who had breast cancer for 10 years. And the ones that had a little bit of lignin from flaxseed, just a third of a milligram a day, had a 71% reduced risk of breast cancer recurrence or death over that 10-year period, compared to women not having the lignans, that was just from the flax seeds. Oh, the little, one little tiny change, where a teaspoon of flax seeds has seven milligrams anyway. And the people did it already when they had cancer. It's more protective when you do it earlier in life, before you get these diseases. But they're still protective. And that's just using that's just one example of using flax seeds. We're talking here about onions and scallions, and you know, there's studies on mushrooms. So that, a big study on Asian women showed that women who ate mushrooms, 10 grams a day on the average—that's the size of your thumb. Had an overall 64% lower risk of developing breast cancer. What I'm saying is that we have tremendous power to control and prevent these diseases that are just that are tragically afflicting so many people. And even more tragic is all the people with early life strokes being put in nursing homes, so they can't even care for themselves and become dependent—you know—dependent on the other people to take care of them. It's just—and um, the medical profession is barbarically back. In, you know, in the 1950s, giving people toxic drugs to deal with their bad health and dietary habits, which can't work.
1: Well, well, just, um, well said, you know? very yeah. well said. And we're mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. carry this conversation forward in the next segment. For those of you who have just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour, Stay with us, we'll be right back after this break with more interesting information from Dr. Joel Furman.
0: MegaFood Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food harvested at the peak of ripeness. Handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com.
3: available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary
4: to the planet, committed to pure and great tasting omega oils.
5: The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane here in Bethesda, Maryland. And I want to remind you, we're here every Sunday morning, so tune in for Kevin's interview next Sunday on nutrition. Now, today our guest is Dr. Joel Furman. He's an internationally recognized expert on nutrition, natural healing, and a New York Times best-selling author. And our subject today is fast food genocide, how processed food is killing us and what we can do about it. So Dr. Furman, let's continue our discussion.
2: Right. And you know, you know, we're talking about of course the link between food and cancer, especially processed meats, barbecued meats, fried foods and the white foods. You know, white flour, sugar, white rice, you know, these these processed carbohydrates, it's not like whether you're, a, you know, a vegan or a near vegan or not, it's whether you've got to stop eating junk food and processed foods in addition to reducing animal products. They're both negative. And, and what I'm saying right now is just the studies show that two servings a week of commercial baked goods like croissants or donuts or burgers or sausage or pizza, we're talking about fast foods or processed foods, even in moderate amounts, double the risk of developing major depression. These foods are linked to depression in a dose-dependent manner. The foods are, t- are the brain is under attack, and episodic high glucose excursions in the bloodstream. When you have an ice cream cone, a donut, a pizza, it's a, so these these high spikes of gl- sugar in the blood has been found to damage brain cells, and is associated with bra- repeated use or repeated, you know, consumption of ice cream and these and desserts like that, full of honey and sugar. Is associated with brain shrinkage, and the brain requires a continual need of antioxidants. And our sugars should come from whole fruits like berries and, and, you know, mangoes and and peaches and, you know. And the point is, is when you eat fruit as your source of sugar, then the brain. And the body burns the energy with phytochemicals and antioxidants being utilized simultaneously, and the fibers slow the absorption and they promote the growth of beneficial bacteria in the gut that also changes the biological effect of the sugar. So we're talking about a huge biological difference between eating an apple, you know, or some, you know, or some strawberries, between pouring, out, between having a, you know, a, a drink a, with soda or something. And then we're talking about here that these foods not only cause damage to our body and our brain, but they're also addicting. So they drive us to crave more calories and the excess calories shorten our lifespan, keep us obese and diabetic. And we have whole populations eating these foods on a regular basis, even as a major source of calories. And now in the in these vulnerable areas, inner cities, where they're eating mostly out of convenience stores and fast food restaurants, we see ten times the risk of heart attacks and strokes in certain areas of the country, and and we're damaged, and we see more of depression, more violence, more mental illness, more drug addiction, more illegal drug use, and there's a form of racism going on here because we learn in medical school that the urban poor and Black Americans are more predisposed to having high blood pressure, strokes, heart attacks, dementia, kidney failure, all these things, prostate and breast cancer. It's not true. I showed in the book the falsity and even the bigotry associated with that. And even, even for example, um, the freed blacks after the Civil War and the, which tracked their health between 1853 and 1860, there were more southern blacks who lived to be 100 years old. There were more centenarians among the black population. It was the, it was the poor whites that had more problems. It was, it was all based on because they were because the black population would eat more vegetables then, and I showed that that, that that no matter what population we look at, if we track the consumption of vegetables, we could track their outcomes, including mental you know wellness and ability to succeed economically and get an education and be and the happiness and all these diseases are linked to what we're eating and what these populations are fed, and the and people have no idea that the if we have scientists track. The overweight diabetics live in food deserts, they become such a large percent of the population, about 25% of the population becomes overweight and diabetic eating those fast foods because the food is so addicting, it's like like poisoning them with food. And then it leads to, obviously, mental problems that could lead to more likely to use drugs. But anyway, the years of potential life loss determined by scientists in food-deprived areas, it was 45 years of life per person compared to areas in the U.S. with the best food availability, the best vegetable availability. Just unbelievable. We're talking about living to 45 years compared to living to 90 years old 45 year is the 45-year difference. It's just utterly amazing. So there's so much here going on. I just have to say one more thing is that, that people have to recognize that no other variable is linked to Crime and drug abuse and illegal drug use that compares with being fed candy and junk food and fast food in childhood. In other words, not poverty, not lack of education, not bad parenting, abusive parents, lack of... being raised in an orphanage, nothing shows as good a correlation as to high intake of candy and junk food in childhood to violent crime and drug-related offenses. These foods definitively damage the human brain and lead to more problems later in life when you're living on poor food. So, you know, my joke is I say you have to be insane to eat candy and junk food, and then the person says, then I qualify.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, you're so right about the the junk food and crime Uh, Um, I'm always curious when there's been a mass murder, when there's been a terrible situation, as to what that person's diet was like. You can't always find that out. It's not something they necessarily print. But there have been a number of individuals who went on a binge, a sugar binge, and then uh, this disturbed person already with the sugar high and certainly junk food does something violent, and you know nobody's
2: talking about this. I nobody know nobody is talking about this. The fact that we're seeing people's brains. You know, I see it all the time. With you know, I've seen people with that um, become psychotic when they have too much. I, I have a person who was diabetic who, um, went who binged on junk food and and, and became psychotic and gouged his eyeballs out with his own fingernails. They were talking about uh, obviously people becoming crazy from this brain destruction due to fast food and junk food and candy, and nobody's seeing this and that. You know, there's so much here going on that we could talk about, but there's so much things that our American population has to know, you know, has to know this stuff. That's why I'm so passionate about this information and getting this message out, because we have to, because we're, aren't we all like, or not all of us, but aren't we kind of um, committed to equal opportunity for everybody and having everybody realize the American dream and let's all get super healthy and have a good life and... Educational opportunity and have a good quality of life in this country is so much great availability to succeed and be happy. And but if you don't, if people can't have access to the basic food, and we get them all addicted to junk food when they're young, and addicted to sweets when they're young, it's the same as throwing heroin. It's like feeding kids cocaine and heroin, feeding them the junk food they're eating because it's so powerfully addicting they can't stop eating the stuff, and it destroys their whole life. And nobody's talking about this stuff.
1: Well, it, decades ago, Carlton Fredericks talked about an experiment in some jails where everybody was fed something that would stabilize blood sugar. They, they switched to healthy foods, they took away the sodas, and then they had the uh, people who were released come back on a monthly basis to have their blood sugar checked. And they had just a a success rate with these individuals not returning to crime, not getting back into the jail situation, into being incarcerated. And I always thought it was fascinating And it's such a simple thing to do, a simple thing to study. And I've I was surprised that it hasn't been repeated because it's exactly what you're (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I reported that in the book. I showed the three, three different studies that showed the same thing, that when you t- even take um, populations in prisons and you, some of those there's actually programs going on today where they're actually teaching prisoners how to farm, make organic farms and teaching them how to farm and have them eat vegetables. And those people, and we're saying the same thing you just said, when we apply these principles to people who already have um, difficulties in life and problems, it helps them. They, they perform better when they're released from prison. Less recidivism, back, you know, back being to crime again, and you give them a. So definitely, it has been that. What you just said has been replicated and shown to be true.
1: Well, we need uh, we need to hear more about it, and people can read more about it in your book, uh, "The Fast Food Genocide." Um, go through that moderate calorie uh, concept with nutrient micronutrient excellence. I liked what you said, and I think it's worth repeating.
2: Absolutely. And here's what I'm saying, is that when your diet is full of low-nutrient foods and deficient in micronutrients, you become a food-craving and overeating machine. Because you're always feeling lousy and fatigued and needing food to use food as a stimulant to keep yourself up. You see, because when you're not digesting food, that's when the body most effectively tries to repair itself and remove built-up metabolic wastes and toxins. And when those toxins are circulated for removal, you feel fatigue and shaky and weak and headachey, and you feel ill. And people mistakenly feel that, f- mistakenly consider those ill feelings hunger, because eating makes them go away. Because you it's like smoking makes your smoking withdrawal symptoms go away, and mm-hmm. drinking coffee makes your caffeine withdrawal symptoms go away. So people have to continually eat an excessive amount of calories just to feel okay because they feel too blatantly uncomfortable and ill if they don't keep their digestive tract busy when their diet isn't is is inferior, The minute you eat it when you eat a better you know a nutrient, a high nutrient diet with lots of plant foods, especially you know green vegetables. You feel nothing when you don't eat food. You don't feel shaky or weak or fatigued and then you can wait till you really feel hunger the cold the driver or the apostat to consume calories is greatly diminished by a better quality diet, and that's why diets of almost all description fail because people try to willy-nilly reduce calories without focusing on nutritional quality. Exactly, which leads which leads them to the, the, the relentless desire to overeat calories is still going to be there. It's like trying to tell people to breathe less oxygen; they can't do it if they're going to have such a dem- strong demand to eat calories. So that's yes. one, th- you know. Yeah. So that's one thing we're talking about. The other thing we're talking about is when you eat a lot of raw vegetables, all their calories are not biologically accessible. They, because the fibers pass through yes. and carry some calories with them. And then when you eat things like beans, all their calories are not biologically accessible because the resistant starch is digested so far down the digestive tract and turned into fat, but it mostly is lost in the stool. And when you eat nuts and seeds in place of oil, the nuts and seeds, all the calories are not biologically accessible. and They bind bad fats like LDL cholesterol and carry them out into the toilet bowl. They actually remove calories from the meal. So when you eat, let's say, a hundred calories of nuts and seeds then let's say twenty calories of fat went into the toilet bowl. So you felt like you ate hundred calories, it ratcheted down the apostat by hundred calories. You're not hungry for a long time but you only took an eighty calories because part of those calories passed through you the fat that's now on the toilet bowl wasn't the original fat in the nuts and seeds. They have such a powerful fat magnet that they actually suck LDL cholesterol, especially oxidized LDL is sucked out into the toilet, improving your cholesterol level. The other thing is, is that if you were going to a buffet and going to eat all you wanted to and you measured on a plate what you chose to eat and counted the caloric content, and while you were waiting in line to be served in the buffet, I gave you a tablespoon of olive oil at 120 calories a tablespoon. You wouldn't decrease your calories in the buffet by 120 calories. Because oil has no bulk, it has no fiber, it has no sustained or, or water content, it has no micronutrients, it's absorbed too rapidly to shut down the apostat. And if you mix the oil with the food on the buffet, then you need 100 calories more because it makes you want to eat food. It turns up the apostat in addition to the 120 calories that are in the oil. Whereas if I gave you an apple while you're waiting in line to eat the buffet, you would eat, reduce your calories in the buffet by 65 calories, the same as the apple. If I gave you sesame seeds... Instead of sesame oil or pistachio nuts, instead of pistachio oil, or you know, or almond instead of almond oil. If I give you the whole food, because the fiber, the bulk, the nutrients, and the, and the you know the way the the absorption of calories is so much slower and it ratchets down the appetite, you would decrease your calories accordingly. Actually, you would eat somewhat less than the. Let's say if I gave you um, 100 calories of nuts, then you would reduce your meal by 100 calories, but you would only get about 80 calories in, so it actually is a negative
1: calorie well, this effect compared is, to the oil. So. This is a stunning message, and we're going to carry on that conversation in the next segment. If you've just tuned in with us, I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour with the essentials of healthy living here on 1500 AM stay with us. We'll be right back after this break with more interesting information from Dr. Joel Furman.
6: Solgar number seven can help you feel the difference. Solgar number seven actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number seven is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number seven help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day. is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar No. 7 says yes. Solgar No. 7, available at Village Green Apothecary. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't meet? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. Our expert team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths who can offer you advice on nutritional products and personalized healthy living plans. We also offer specialized lab and micronutrient testing to our customers. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0808 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognosur from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognosur supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognosur is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognosur. Remember Cognosur for healthy brain aging support. Support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary.
3: Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorn Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorn's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour, and we've been talking with Dr. Joel Furman. He's an MD, internationally recognized expert on nutrition and natural healing, and a New York Times best-selling author. Our subject has been and continues to be his current book, "Fast Food Genocide: How Processed Food Is Killing Us and What We Can Do About It." Uh, Dr. Furman, let's go back and repeat your G-bombs and what that stands for. I love this.
2: Sure. You know, I want people to have at the tip of their tongue, fresh in their mind, those foods they're trying to include in their diet each day. Because it's not just, because certain foods have more documented and scientifically proven benefits to extend human lifespan and prevent cancer. And I'm throwing a new, um, a new bomb at people today. I'm saying not only do these foods prevent cancer, they also interfere with fat storage and make it difficult. To lose, to put on weight, so they they actually have anti-fat storage effects, and those G bombs are green vegetables, particularly referring to green cruciferous vegetables that are so rich in those ITCs, isothiocyanates, powerful anti-cancer effects, even work powerfully to reduce cancer in people with genetic predisposition with the GSTP1 gene for breast cancer. You know, like Angelina Jolie, who has even the high-risk cancers, high-risk individuals have their cancer risk dramatically reduced by the consumption of green vegetables. And then beans. Beans are associated with longer lifespan in all the blue zones. They're rich in inositol, pentacus phosphate, and other phytochemicals that prevent cancer. In the nurses' health study, they showed the food with the most protection against breast cancer. The people with the least amount of breast cancer were women who ate beans regularly three more times per week. And then onion has been shown in multiple studies, onions, scallions, leeks, that family, rich in those um, organosulfate compounds. People know when they cut an onion up, it makes their eyes tear. It it throws out sulfenic acid into the air, and these are producing anti-cancer compounds when you're chopping and cutting those onions when they're raw. And they have studies have shown between a 55 and 88 percent reduction of individual cancers from the regular consumption of onions. You should be putting onions on your scallions, on your salad, or whipping them up into your soups on a regular basis. And then the M for mushrooms. You could pick any one of these foods, and I'll go through the studies and showing you the dramatic protection they have against cancer and longer life. The mushrooms have. We mentioned aromatase inhibitors. Which, like which is tamoxifen, is an example of aromatase inhibitor drug. But mushrooms do it naturally without causing depression, without side effects. They naturally protect the breast and the prostate from estrogen stimulation. And mushrooms also have angiogenesis inhibitors, which prevent fat storage, and prevent calcification, have anti-cancer effects and then we have after that berries are even shocking the researchers that these berries you know blackberries and wild blueberries these dark colored little baby fruits and you know reds are incredibly rich in anti cancer elements I remember walking in the woods and uh, hiking in the woods and, and the, you know, all over this country, seeing little baby strawberries, finding wild berries in the woods. It's a natural food for our human species with tremendously powerful benefits against cancer. Even they showed in studies that even people with squamous cell carcinoma of the esophagus and throat, when they gave them even berry powders, it facilitated reversal of those cancerous lesions. And the reason they studied the throat was because they could access it easily through, you know, because it's the external to the body and they and the scientists can go in and take a little piece of the throat tissue when it's unhealthy, when it was starting to be um, unhealthy and precancerous, and cancerous, and they can expose the pattern and recultivate, reculture, and re-biopsy those areas and see if they're getting better from the berry extracts and berries. So it's just amazing the the beneficial effect berries have to protect against all types of cancers. And the last thing is seeds like sesame seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, tremendously powerful anti-cancer effects. And the point I'm making is even though each food has powerful proven benefits, the synergy, the synergistic effects of consuming all these foods regularly in your diet is amazing. In other words, what I'm saying is we have the knowledge, ability to win the war on cancer in America right now. You don't have to, we can wipe out more than 90% of the common cancers in America right now today and people could take charge of their health destiny because we have the data. And nobody's talking about this. It's like we have a cancer, you know, we have a whole population and a whole food and drug industry and cancer treating and detecting industry based on people getting sick. And nobody wants to spread the word. Where's on the front page of the New York Times, you know, where is it all all about not getting cancer? We have, we're not going to make a magic pill by giving money to a cancer organization to save. People's lives are going to invent this magic pill to cure lung cancer while people are still smoking three packs a day. It's not going to have people eating fast food and processed foods and soda and junk food and sugary desserts and not get breast cancer. With a magic pill, it's never going to happen. That's just insane. It hasn't happened. And, and people have a, 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 their they're, um, brainwashed to think that what medical profession can do to protect you or save your life when you get cancer, it, it's very minimal. It, we're having very little effects. And at the same time, we're ignoring the incredible, powerful ability we have to prevent and even reverse early release stage, stage cancers through nutritional excellence.
1: Well, you have said this well, and I'd like to throw in the piece uh, with regard to hydrogenated oils. It, uh, it, it's appalling. I've lectured on this for almost 50 years. And I'm not a psychic. I didn't make anything up. It was always the science. And the United States is one of the last countries to ban them. But when Denmark banned hydrogenated oils, and they did a study from, they did this in 2004, and then they studied from 1985 to about 2010, they had a 75% reduction in cardiovascular deaths after the ban. And finally, the U.S. did it this year. In fact, they have banned it, even though by In 2000, the government said they were a problem and they expect to save 7,000 cardiovascular deaths a year. But what they're not talking about is something that you're mentioning, which is the brain, autism, uh, mental illness, because the hydrogenated oils change the structure of the cells. And so. <laughs> but it, but
2: yeah, but when you cook with oils and you fry them, even when they're not hydrogenated, even you know the amount of soybean oil has increased a thousand fold yes. since 1900. And when you cook oil, when you fry foods in oil that's been heated over and over again, you develop rancid carcinogens. Exactly, compounds, even when it's not. And and. So we know that oils degrade under heat and form toxic compounds. Even the fumes are carcinogenic, and people who work in fast food restaurants and movie theaters where they inhale the fumes of the popcorn makers have increased risk of cancer, even if they don't even eat the food. And the southern diet in America, with a lot of deep-fried foods, is the most dangerous diet across America with the highest stroke and heart attack rate in the world. So we're talking about the dangers of heat-cooking foods in oil with 100 to 200 times as much toxic aldehydes than the safe daily limits set by the World health organization when you fry foods in oil. So, yeah, well, I'm in agreement. You know, it reminds me of my wrap. We have like a wrap where I say from the hydro, you know, hydrogenated oil and saturated fats from the lips to the hips in two minutes flat is one of the lines in the wrap. <laughs> that's good. <Okay. laughs> Do you
1: have any more wraps? That, that's a good one. Um,
2: yeah, well, another time, maybe. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, so, uh, I'm glad you described, again, the G bombs, because I think that's important. What about how what you consider a typical healthy eating day? It's lower in calories. It's nutrient dense. What does a meal look like? What does a snack look like? Because for many people, this is new.
2: Right. I mean, if you're eating two or three meals a day, and certainly eating three meals a day, why would a person need to snack? Right. That's just snacking is just recreational eating and overeating. Unless you're a growing child or a professor or a, you know, a world-class or, or a college athlete where you're really exercising four or four or more hours a day. I mean, But, but in, every, in any case, people eat too many food. When you eat healthy, regardless, let me answer the question. Let me just answer, say this, that there are some simple things people can do that can revolutionize their health and change the health of America. The first thing is change their lunch because the lunch is the food meal when you're out of the house and people are tempted to eat foods on the road or available around them that are not healthy, I encourage my clients and patients and followers to make a giant pot of vegetable bean soup on the weekend. We call it the anti-cancer soups, which has the vegetable broth and the base and the you know the carrots and the celery. And, the, and then we put in beans and, and we put in leeks and onions and we put in kale or collards and mustard greens. We blend it into soup, we put zucchinis in there, we put beans and lentils and all kinds of things. We make this tremendously potential anti-cancer make a giant pot of it, and then the, the next day you can put it in a coal in little containers for the last for the whole week, and then you make a healthy salad dressing I am making delicious dressings out of nuts and seeds and vinegar and flavorings instead of the oil so it's much more calorically and much more nutritionally um, advantaged so I might make, make an orange sesame dressing, but making um you know, sesame some cashews, lightly toasted sesame seeds, a peeled navel orange, and then throw in some orange vinegar or white wine vinegar and a squeeze of lemon. I might make a Russian fig dressing with fig vinegar and, and, and tomato sauce and sun-dried tomatoes and roasted garlic and and um, you know maybe a couple of raisins in there and whip that up and make a delicious Russian dressing with nuts with almonds and sunflower seeds in there. So we're making a big, so the lunch is so critical, a salad, a soup, and a piece of fruit. It's so easy for a population just to go to a salad, and a soup, and a piece of fruit for lunch. Then if they, you know, if they change them, because that's when they're out of the house. And breakfast is easy. I mean, you've had have like I'd mostly have for breakfast. There's a couple of tablespoons, maybe two or three or four tablespoons of steel-cut oats or some kind of grain like quinoa, and I'll put in a tablespoon of ground, of um, hemp seeds and ground flax seeds or chia seeds. I'll put some, you know, a half a cup of wild blueberries in there. I'll put some, um, maybe some dried tart cherries, whatever I want to put in there, uh, and I'll, you know, I'll make, I'll make some almond hemp milk or something for it. So I usually I usually have, or I have some fruit or I have a glass of vegetable juice and go to the gym, you know, where I have a smoothie or something, but, you know, with, with greens and berries in there, but mostly I have um, some kind of... Mile some low amount of grain with some seeds and berries. And maybe some hemp almond milk. I just I throw in maybe, you know, three cups of water to a half a cup of almond to hemp seeds with a date and a teaspoon of real vanilla bean powder. That's the secret ingredient, not vanilla bean extract, but real ground vanilla bean mixed in there, making an incredibly flavorful drink. So I just teach people how to make food, taste great. And then so it doesn't have to be complicated. You can make you know, I have a, I have fifteen hundred recipes on my website that are rated by members and different types of Caesar dressings and fancy dishes I have cookbooks that are bestsellers, but, you know, I don't usually make too much fancy food. I eat kind of simple things. Today I had a piece of watermelon and a, and a, and a, and a, and a corn on the cob for breakfast, you know, for example. Uh, I just like, and, and last night I was eating peas, snow peapods, and cucumbers from my garden. I was eating right there in the backyard in my garden. I was eating outside in the garden, you know, and I was, I was feeding some to my dog. He was eating some snow peapods as I was eating. Them. I was speaking to my wife on the phone. I was eating the food right from the garden. I was cutting okra, little baby okras fresh from my okra trees. And I was eating I was sitting there in the in the backyard. not many people do that, but it's kind of fun just to eat foods right out in the back, right out from your neck. if you can grow something, that's also emotionally and and intellectually so satisfying to eat what you grow, too. But basically I'm saying is, whether you're on a vegan diet, whether you're eating a little bit of animal products, but you still got to get the processed junk out of your diet. And if you're eating animal products, keep them to the very small amounts in your diet, because your diet has to be predominantly vegetables if you have any expectation of achieving great health and having a good life in your in your so-called golden years when you're supposed to be enjoying your life and having a great health and full mental faculties. Why not live to be 100 years old in fantastic health and being able to enjoy your well, life and not have happened to you what happens to other Americans? You know th- what I mean?
1: This message is, is so powerful and... Uh, I just want to remind listeners, if they've just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living. I'm Dana Lake, your host. We're talking with Dr. Joel Furman. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break.
0: MegaFood Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food harvested at the peak of ripeness Handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com.
3: Bridging the gap between nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. That's the concept behind Zymogen's new exclusive and patented line of formulations, which utilize sophisticated delivery technologies to focus on specific molecular targets. The Zymogen EP line features Immunitix 3.6, a potent ingredient that has demonstrated a measurable ability to prime and enhance immune cell function. Applications include immune system support and support for white blood cell recovery following radiation therapy and other bone marrow affecting treatments, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com.
4: All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit nordicnaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils.
5: village green apothecary i'm
3: mark isaacson owner of village green apothecary in bethesda the most unique pharmacy in the country you are unique and at village green we treat you this way At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com.
1: Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. And a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. You can get expert advice. They carry superior supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Now, we're here every Sunday morning, just a reminder to tune in next Sunday. And today, we've been speaking with Dr. Joel Furman, a medical doctor, internationally recognized expert on nutrition and natural healing, and New York Times bestselling author. Our subject is his current book, Fast Food Genocide, How Processed Food is Killing Us and What We Can Do About It. We've learned a lot from Dr. Furman and and Dr. Furman, let's go forward and talk about your health equation and then the therapeutic use of this healthy nutritarian diet.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you know, I talked at the beginning of this show that the primary principle of the nutritarian diet is moderate caloric restriction in an environment of micronutrient excellence. And that means that that and the opposite is true too. That means as you eat a diet with a high micronutrient density, it naturally suppresses appetite and prevents overeating. It's very hard to overeat calories when you're putting in that much fiber and bulk and healthy foods in your stomach, because these foods shut down the appetite so effectively. And there's no fat, overweight or obese animals running around the woods. You don't see obese deer and obese squirrels unless you go to central po- unless you go down to New York City and watching people eating eating the French feeding, feeding the squirrels French fries. You know, I always joke around, and I say to people, you know, if you live shipwrecked on a desert island, it's impossibly from overweight. There were no overweight early humans they can't, you know, you have to look for your food. and It's very work-intensive to find that food, and, very, and the food's naturally low in calories anyway. So, you know, so I always joke around and say, that's how we know Skipper never really lived on that island.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Point well taken.
2: So, but in any way, the, the health equation is H equals N over C. It means your healthy life expectancy, the quality of your life in your later years and how long you're going to live is proportional to the nutrient per calorie density of your diet through life. The N over C is that nutrient density equation, nutrients per calorie. As you eat more foods that are rich in nutrients, it suppresses the caloric drive. And as you eat more nutrients per calorie in your diet, you have more nutrient density in your body's tissues. That means that your brains are full of carotenoids and bioflavonoids, and your skin is full of anti cancer carotenoids and bioflavonoids and other, um, you know, poly, different types of um, anthrocytins and phytochemicals that prevent cancer in your tissues. And we can actually demonstrate it and test it in the tissues. We are what we eat. And so this H equals N over C means the, also the, means the more you throw in low-calorie foods, excuse me, high-calorie foods with no micronutrient load, and I'm saying here a piece of chicken is like a bagel, because a piece of chicken is rich in protein, rich in calories. Yeah, the bagel rich in carbohydrate. They're both sources of calories or macronutrients. But neither one contains any antioxidants or phytochemicals. They're not giving us anti-cancer ingredients along with their calories. We have to eat less processed foods and less animal products. And the money that extends life, the real value is in colorful plants that have thousands of those nutrients. And I'm saying each broccoli has more than 1,000 different nutrients and each strawberry has more than 1,000 different nutrients in it, most of which undiscovered, but these undiscovered nutrients aren't less important. They're important for human nutrition. So the H equals C, all these things we're talking about, motivate, giving people the tools and the knowledge where they know what's ideal and they can structure a diet that tastes great, fills them up, and results in, in excellent health and without living with the fear of disease that other Americans have to live with.
1: Well, you also mentioned the therapeutic nature of these diets and what they can do for cancer, heart disease, diabetes, particularly with diabetes and obesity doubling and tripling in a a very small period of time in human health. Uh, So talk a little bit more about the therapeutic effects.
2: Right. You also just triggered in my brain Another line of that rap that (laughs) said, which said something like, You don't have to have diabetes, cancer, you know, heart disease, and stroke, so eat the right foods and don't be a dope. (laughs)
1: very good (laughs) you this is good and people remember these things they remember a a, and a a rap piece is very interesting because when people remember something that's either poetry or musical a song or the rap they remember it longer and so i know this is great fun but it's also very educational (laughs)
2: Right, right. And I always tell tell you the whiter the bread the sooner you're dead. That was part of the (laughs) rap too, you know. And then and then of course, you know, the the trick here is to Get people to have the food taste great, too, so they feel like they're not missing out on anything. Because I know some people listening are thinking to themselves, oh, yeah, this is good stuff, but I really don't want to do that because I'd rather live a shorter lifespan and enjoy my life more. But you're not enjoying your life more. You're enjoying your life less because your taste buds improve. They get stronger. You're likely used to eating. You learn the great-tasting recipes. And this is just as much fun to not have cancer and to live a long life in great health than it is to eat junk and commit suicide with food. So that's a complete myth, and these addicts have these rationalizations they bring to the table to perpetuate their addiction because they've lost the keys to the bank. Their brain is no longer in control. Their addictions are driving their thought processes and behavior, and that's part of the problem, you know. But let me answer your question. The question was, yeah, the most exciting part of my career, this it's so rewarding to see people reverse their diseases, and we're not just talking about losing weight and getting rid of high blood pressure and heart disease. Sure, we all know that happens, and I have thousands of people that no longer have heart disease throw away their blood pressure medications and cholesterol-lowering drugs and reversed all that. And we're getting rid of diabetes and stop using medications that cause cancer. Diabetic medications cause weight gain and more insulin can increase risk of cancer. And we don't want to use those sulfonylureas. These are dangerous drugs. We want to get rid of your diabetes completely. We're talking about getting rid of type 2 diabetes. But also, I'm talking about reversing autoimmune conditions and early-stage cancers. I'm talking about people with rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and psoriasis and scleroderma and Sjogren's syndromes and autoimmune hepatitis and all these illnesses that make people go to rheumatologists getting these chemotherapeutic drugs drugs that cause cancer. And nobody's told that these diseases could be reversed through nutritional excellence, and that's selling people out. It's it's not f- fair. It's you know I'm just so irresponsible to not tell people that the diseases are reversible, and drugs should never be a first line agent for these for these serious illnesses. You know, nutrition is, has the power, and I could tell you one story after another, but people, you know, Venus Williams, the tennis player who had Sjogren's Syndrome, left the tennis tour, switched her diet, back on playing tennis again. What, what's people talking about that? But I have so many people like that, so many people with psoriatic cir- arthritis, covering their whole body, back to being good health again with clean skin. People who are, a, a girl on a national renal transplant lives with a bad kidney from lupus got her health and her kidney function back again, and we're talking about the power of nutritional exercise. Excellence to give people their life back and it, it's so critical that Americans learn about this. It's unfair that they don't have this right to learn about, to have to know this.
1: Well both of us have been in this field long enough that um, I personally have seen conditions that were typical for adults over 50. Diabetes, obesity, autoimmunity, all kinds of other problems heart disease we're now seeing it in the under 20 crowd.
2: Right. And we're seeing more strokes in people under the, between the age of 30 and 60, more yes. people being put in nursing homes. And you know, when you don't take care of your health, you don't just screw up your own life. You ruin your family's life in the process and your children then have to take care of you. You know, so it's really it's almost not fair not to take care of yourself. But what I'm saying right now is I want to give people superpowers. Because we're not, because we're not being all stabbed and shot by bullets. We're being destroyed by food, and people are dying left and right all around us of these need and of these medical tragedies. And people need the superpowers to put on the oxygen mask on themselves first, and to go out and help their community and help people get well. And we got to help people get well by learning about this information and having access to good, healthy food and working together to achieve this. That's really the superpowers we need today.
1: Well, that's the best message to end this uh, very interesting discussion with. And I think our listeners have learned a lot. And Dr. Joel Furman, thank you so much for talking with us today.
2: My pleasure. Good luck to you, of course, and good health. Best of health to all your listeners.
1: Thank you. And I want to thank you, listeners, for joining us on The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. You can access this show or any of the previous shows through myvillagegreen.com. As our lives move forward, I am reminded that every day is a new day, every minute a new minute, giving us many opportunities to make positive health-enhancing choices. And please remember, it's not the number of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day.